We are the Man in the Cannon podcast, and we are bringing you the CBJ forecast. You never know what we're talking about, but we're the best fucking podcast around. The CBJ news and unprofessional views will certainly satisfy your Blue Jackets podcast fix. Yeah! Welcome back to the pod, Blue Jackets fans. It is us, Man in the Cannon podcast, coming at you once again from the D-Gen Den. I'm your recorder here, Eric. Hooch. We got Mr. Locon. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. Back in the D-Gen Den. Feels like it's been forever. Frank. What's going on, everybody? Frank. And the whole crew is here. Tour. Evening, gentlemen. Missed your faces. Evening, gentlemen. Love it. Well, first and foremost, Blue Jackets fans, what do we got for them, boys? First and foremost, uh, what a day to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Janavian Clowney signs with the Cleveland Browns. Right. Oh, wait. This isn't a that's, Browns that's the podcast other pod. yet. That's the other That's the other, that's the other, the other We're not talking about the Browns in, yet? In August, I guess, okay. on that podcast. That's the other All right. CBs. First and foremost, I'm, I'm just messed. First and foremost, if I'm a Jackets fan turning on this pod, what do I want to talk about today? We were debating on what to talk about first. And this is when, this is Wednesday, by the way. So this right, is after this is a Wednesday. Uh, I want to talk about Patrick Laine's his goal the other night, first and foremost, and just talk about Patrick Laine's kind of his play. You know, the past two games, I guess he gets a late goal against Chicago. Uh, you know, the other night, and then what was it? Monday night, he gets two, and he gets one. His first one, a, a fucking bomb from the blue line. Blue line. Like a, a, a fucking wicked slap shot all the way from up top, and he just right at the fucking top left of that goal, bar down ski, goes in, and it's just like, damn, what a shot, right? It's like, how does how does somebody practice doing that? They were asking him that, and he's like, I don't even I don't even really practice those kinds of things. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, just that kind of an impossible of a shot, but his second goal. Lycanon had no chance. No, Is no, that no. his name? Yeah. From Chicago, the goalie? Lan- yeah. Yep. Or Lankinen? Lankinen. Lankinen, that's right. Lankinen, yeah, he had no shot. But then No chance. But then that second goal, though. Oh, my. Ooh, also no chance. <laughs> Put it I, I mean, I, I like talking about those kinds of things just because it, it gives me hope. <laughs> it gives me hope in my soul, you know, <laughs> that something might that might happen. Did we see the the flash of brilliance from, from Patrick Laine, the – the coast-to-coast, the 200-foot goal. It comes around RO net with the stick in his left hand, pulls the puck up, and he's just fucking flying up the ice. Skates all by himself all the way through the neutral zone, does the little dipsy-doo on the left side, pulls it back around, right around Lincoln, and taps it in and, and kind of gets a dive. Basically dives. Dives, you know, the diving right in goal. The back of the net. And it's just like, man, what a goal. And it made me think, is that is that what we've been trying to – make Patrick Line like you know like that style of game is is that what John Tortorella wants to see from Patrick Line and not just him just kind of floating around looking for some open ice and then just ripping a shot he wants him to play like a power forward does and take the puck puck to the net yeah. and that's exactly what he did yeah and that's what puts him in conversations with the likes of Matthews and McDavid and things like that when you're talking about great goals, you know, obviously when you talk about Matthews or McDavid, it, it, the, there's coming bunches. I right. mean, yeah. but when you talk about like who's got just phenomenal goals, you expect Patrick Line to be in that conversation of just how did he do that goals? Right. He's got to be in that conversation. And he finally he finally was the other night. Yeah. So 
and Frank, you kind of mentioned this earlier, you know, in the in the season, how there's still like we still have Patrick Lyon on our team, and it's kind of exciting to kind of think that, man, you know, maybe if he can if he can fi- find his footing in Columbus here at the end of this season in the next few games that we have left, and we can carry some of that confidence into the off season, what that might do to this team, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. To me, that that seems like an exciting prospect. Yeah, I think that you know the past, and we touched on this. Uh, in some of the earlier pods, but past couple of weeks, his confidence was just shaken, right? I mean, it's it's a goal scorer, one of the best in the league that just wasn't scoring goals, right? And he's he touched on it in post games and interviews that he just needs to find his footing a little bit. And you know, and to your point, it's it's super exciting because I mean, this is a guy we could maybe build, uh, you know, the future around right. if uh, you know if he stays and continues his development. And I also want to touch on too. I know we lost the game in overtime, but he barely misses in overtime, just yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah so, I mean, the skill, you know, not only does he have a wicked slap shot, he can obviously take the puck to the net and do some crazy He's, he's shit. getting so much better at it, though. Yeah. Like, you can, you're finally able to see some of, his, some of this game that Tortorella's been trying to kind of instill in him. It's finally coming out a little bit, and I think we saw Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think he, I mean, just protecting the puck on the way to the net, not just looking for the one-timers, but... You know, I would say, you, and you he's know. our best passer. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, but, that's arguable. Uh, arguable right now. I would, I would throw Domi in the mix of that as well. Domi's had some really nice passes mm-hmm. lately. Domi's or Domi's playing Montreal hockey. Uh, yeah, he, he's like how he played when he played for the Canadians. Playing he a little was, more loose, creative. Yeah, uh, and he's not losing the puck. And, oh, and he's not afraid to uh, get down and dirty as we saw. Jesus, apparently not. Like, good lord, we can talk. About I have that never stuff. seen. It, I've never seen that in my life. Was that an eleven-minute penalty? 14-minute penalty. 14, 14 He got a double penalty. minor and a 10-minute ten 10 minute, yeah. I've never seen anybody see themselves get a penalty, arm raised, gets pissed, cross-checks somebody, breaks a stick, and then tries to, and then tries tries to, to assault drill, the other guy. Tries to assault the guy with the ice. <laughs> like, yes, not even yeah. with his fist. He tried to take his face and throw it into the ice. I've never seen a little frustration uh, built up. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can look at the replay. He talked about it post-game he, uh, when he's coming up to make that because he – Murphy knows he's going to check him because he knows Domi's coming right up behind me. Murphy kind of gives him one of these. Yeah, elbow to the face, he said. One of these and hits Domi right in the fucking face. And Domi, uh, I think that's what set him off. It wasn't like. He said that too in the postgame. In the postgame, man, he went off on him. You don't really have to do a whole lot to piss Domi off either. But if you do something like that, he's really going to be. Yeah. Fired. I uh, tweeted about that at the time, and I was like, you know what? Surprisingly, like I'm okay with this. Right. <laughs> like I actually enjoyed seeing some tenacity and yeah, some little fight, pissed with, offness from somebody on this team because we hadn't seen with, that with one almost, time with, yeah. with almost nothing to lose at this point. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Go fucking hit somebody. Mm-hmm. If he elbows you in the face, fucking beat the shit out of him. That's yeah. what he tried to do, and he and he <laughs> said it. I, I'm gonna fucking throw my gloves down. And throw you around, Murphy. You gonna fight back or not? And he called him basically called him a little bitch. Yeah, by yeah. not fighting back. Yeah, absolutely. he's like, I'm. I'd be embarrassed if I was him. That's what he fucking yeah, said. He said that in the post game. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, he I know. I'm what? <laughs> just called him a little baby back bitch <laughs> in, cr- to a reporter. It's weird. And it, it got people fired up a little bit. Uh, Portsline kind of wrote an article said he went maybe maybe went a little too far there because Connor Murphy's from Dublin. He's a he's a Columbus kid. So he's born and raised in the system, you know, that kind of thing. He's from the area, so people root for him around here. Right. And uh, Domi did not Domi's give a one fuck of those boys. He don't care where <laughs> he, you're from. 
<laughs> he don't care if your mama was I got to side with Domi on that one, dude. I'm, I'm all for it, dude. I mean, I'm not for well, something I mean, else. Murphy does family in the whoever, stands for that. Whoever <laughs> the fuck get... it was doesn't play for Columbus, so I don't care where he was born. Right? No. Yeah. No. I I'm totally with you. No, I I just uh, his poor mother. I, sitting I in think the it stands was that night though. I think it was. I think it was good to see. I don't encourage penalties off, often. I don't encourage 14 minute <laughs> penalties. For a, for a <laughs> right. yeah. I don't encourage 14 minute penalties, yeah. but when I do. Yeah. It's uh, it was in that count. instance right yeah. there that yeah. happened. But we, what were we talking about that led us to that? Line oh, line is passing. Yeah. Passing. Yep. Somebody said he's been a great passer. He has been a great passer. He's been, he's been playing. One of our best. Yeah, he's, he's been our best. He's, he's been, been – come on, he's our best passer. I mean, yeah. like, Domi is, like, right now, but, I mean, like, he went through a stint where he was our worst also. Yeah, that's like, also very true. He's like, really well, good so at So did line kind of a little bit, yeah. but not to the consistency that Domi, Domi was. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I'm I'm not – I'm just being a pain in the ass right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else on the team is considerably staying consistent at being terrible at passing or <laughs> right. or, or or stopping or a pass and hitting the net. <clears throat> Cam Atkinson. I've just never seen a team miss the net so much. It's right? Unreal. Or just miss the puck completely. I mean, don't, a- yeah. don't a- he throws a- one right to Atkinson's stick the other night. You could have drove a, a wide Peterbilt open. through that hole. Right? <laughs> yeah. A loaded it wasn't even Peterbilt. There wasn't even – nobody touches Cam. Like, nothing yeah. nothing happens. He just alone. fucking misses it. Just, and he just whiffed it. Just whiffs, mm-hmm. dude. I thought, I, thought that, I thought that part had, like, left. I know. But it's back. It's, yep. Cam sucks again. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here and talk some shit about Cam Atkinson. Before we get before we get to that, let's uh let's talk about this breaking news because I just looked down at this third bullet point and I and I gotta hear this. I gotta hear the significance of this. What? <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Line A apparently switched from a, a oh, Bauer yeah, yeah. to a CCM stick. Uh, yeah, so you can't get anything past the the fins, right? So the Finns, like people in Finland watching Line A play, dude, they are all in, all fucking about it. They're all for Kekka. They're they're for Kekka Line, and they're oh, for yeah. Line, they're for Line A. Like they're their biggest fans. Yeah. And so I have all the following all these Finnish people, and they were talking about his new stick. He had a new stick, and that's what's contributing to some of his game. Maybe recently is the switch from Bauer to CCM. So if I'm CCM, you know, I'm calling Line A up right now. I'm like, hey man, let's do ourselves a little commercial action. Try to get some more of these sticks out, you know. But anyway, so yeah, he's playing with a new stick. That's the breaking Absolutely. news that we're. You know, I've never we're... seen a uh, hockey stick commercial. I would be interested to. Well, they Could don't I get play a them signature stick. <laughs> yeah. huh? Could I get a signature stick? Like if Line A does do this deal with CCM, like was get... it? Oh yeah, they do. Line that. Mighty Line Ducks, stick. Mighty Ducks too. I think uh, I think Emilio did a commercial. I think that's my only one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they okay. do them for sure. Got to get got to get Line A a CCM deal. Yeah. That's our plug for CCM too. And for Bauer, if you're listening, CCM, <laughs> if you're listening, thank you for uh, for. We well, use some heat again over the winter. By. I'm I'm Line A seems to be playing well with Domi. Those two guys seem to be kind of clicking, finding each other a little bit. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, and then the other, uh, some other bright news coming out of that game is Stefan Mateau gets his first goal. Yeah. Um, on a nice little, <laughs> nice little play, kind of an assist by uh, Cole Sherwood. Guy. Cole Sherwood gets his first point in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Albany. New native. Albany. Yeah, that's he was it. looking fast. I thought he was going to have. Big, I thought he was going to have a breakaway that whole one that night. Was just beautiful. That pass yep. to see him up ice yeah. and just to finish. I mean, yeah. that was a hell of a shot. Great goal. Great goal. Yeah. And it was good to see Cole Sherwood get himself something too, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, you like rooting for these kids from Columbus that are playing for the Jackets. So. Oh yeah. It was kind of cool though that Connor Murphy 
Cole Sherwood and Jack Roselvick are all playing it in the same game. And, you know, Roselvick and Sherwood are both from Columbus. So, I don't yeah. know. It's been – it's kind of cool to see this this come in full circle. So, definitely rooting for Cole Sherwood. Maybe he gets himself some some confidence here in the lineup at the end of the season, proves himself a little bit to Yarmo. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool to chances. see him as a staple, you know. I hope so. That would be cool. Uh, but notably, you know, there were some some guys missing from that lineup, you know. Yes, there were. And that leads us into uh, the news, man. I mean, the, let's talk about this, uh, the big things that have happened these, this past week. The Columbus Blue Jackets traded Nick Foligno to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's like, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I can't like, believe I just heard wait, you say what? that. What did I, it's like, <laughs> Foligno's gone, dude. So I want to just take a second here and let's grab our beers. Everybody, grab your beer. Cheers. Cheers to uh, to the captain Cheers. Nick Felino, right? Oh, captain, our captain, absolutely. Captain, captain. And we have a moment planned for you guys. I just want to say thanks to Nick Felino. Thank oh, you for everything so cool. you've done, for the hockey you played, for the things that you've done for the city. Don't do donated like a million dollars to Nationwide Children's Hospital. It's Absolutely. just fucking incredible. It's just like the shit that him and his wife did for the city is you can't you can't really can't really thank him enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, we we give him a hard time some, you know, with some of his play, but I mean, just an absolute professional on and off the ice, just the way he carries himself, like you said, the things he does in the community for Columbus and it's just uh, you know, it was great for I think our young guys to kind of see how to be a true professional. So he uh, he will be missed inside the locker room. You know, I, I I just thought of this that the Columbus Blue Jackets they should and obviously nobody with that kind of power is going to, to listen to me, but they should <laughs> take any any me. remaining Felino jerseys what? that are have already been stitched. Every dime of the sale goes to the Nick and Jan Felino oh, Foligno Foundation. Yeah. That'd be a cool idea. How idea. sweet would that be? Maybe we can do something like that. What, We're people. We, we, we can organize tweet? something. Can we yeah, just tweet at the Blue Jackets enough? I don't know. Let's try to figure something out. We're going to try to figure out some kind of philanthropic event. Uh, the Man in the Cannon podcast event where we're going to try to figure something out. I think just that gave would me a be... cool idea tour. It'll be something fun to work on this summer. Yeah. And maybe the Blue Jackets will retweet us and say, oh, he'll be back next summer. Who knows? Right, right. Or we just get that and everybody he keeps his number and everybody gets to keep their jerseys. But Felino to the Maple Leafs, what he's going to bring to that organization is is going to be really cool because he's solid on the ice. He's not a flashy goal scorer. He's not going to fucking. He doesn't have to be in Toronto. Right, yeah, no, he, even if he gets on the third or fourth line, he's going to be a solid addition to that squad because, I mean, he can play the wing and he, or he could, you, they could throw him in the center. I mean, it's going to be really cool. And I've got, uh, I've got some 
kind of some mock lineups that I was looking at on these line rushes of Toronto and what they're thinking where Nick Felino can fit in. And it's like, um, man, they're going to be stacked. Toronto, are we rooting are, for are Toronto? The, are, the, the are the man is the man in the cannon uh, playoff team the Toronto Maple? Leafs? I think so. Are we rooting for the Maple Leafs? I'm like, not rooting for the, I'm not rooting for David Savard in Tampa. I'm no, sorry. Well, yeah, well, I, mean, I, can't, I can't. I can root for. I'll, I'll root I'll, for I'll, David Savard like he's like my child. And like, if my child like went to Michigan and played football for the Wolverines, like I hope you do well, but I don't really hope you your team wins. Like, right. if right. that makes sense, I hope you do awesome. Hope you get beat by hundred though. Yeah, I can't root for the I can't root for the Lightning. No, I just no, can't do it. I'm not interested Toronto, in doing though, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm not in interested in Tampa. They've won enough fucking championships the past like three years. They yeah, yeah. won Tampa the Stanley State. Cup. They won the fucking Super Bowl. The what the. Didn't the Devil but Rays just win the fucking real. World let's Series too? I don't know. I don't follow yeah. baseball. But, but let's be yeah. They I think they no, almost that, did. No, that, they, they, I, that shows I think you how much sucks. I know about baseball. I don't. Yeah, don't care. That's not even a sport. But Anyways, look at, look at their look at their. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, uh, Toronto's looking really good right now. Yeah, they're, they're contenders. Looking absolutely, really they're, good. they're gonna be one of the top teams fighting for the cup. Absolutely. And I think it would be so fucking cool to watch Nick Felino go there and like win a cup, have himself a nice little end of the season and win himself a cup. Is yeah, Jack, is is this Jack Campbell guy like the the next like Jordan Bennington? Like he just walks into this great position with this really great team and like just he, he's lost. I mean, he the lost his first game. Yeah, right. Like what was he on? Like twelve. 12 win streak or 11? 11. 11 and 1. Most in franchise history. I mean, they finally found some steady goaltending in this I just guy. think he's mediocre. I just think Frederick sucks. And, uh, I do, too. And well, they just traded the for they traded for David uh, Riddick, Riddick. Or Riddick. Riddick, yeah. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, right, yeah. you're my uh, correspondent. He's, he's probably going to be their names. third guy, too. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I'll tell you. They said Anderson was the third guy, and they were going to use David as the second guy. It could, it could be. That I might, mean, it could. Yeah. I mean. I'll tell you what I think that, and we touched on this a little bit right before pod, um, the value of Nick Felino as compared to another player that got moved that the NHL as a whole seems to have on a pedestal. Right. Taylor Hall. Exactly. We see the deal that we got. Because for the Felino deal, we got first round pick in 2021 and a fourth round pick in 2022. Yeah, and Taylor Hall goes to Boston for a second rounder and Buffalo keeps 50% of the yeah. cap space. <laughs> Taylor Hall, MVP of the league. Right. And so. The Grim Reaper. Yeah. Everywhere he goes, they just fucking suck. But I, I don't know. I, I, who knows what's going to happen with that Boston deal. But I'm I'm kind of rooting for. I'm kind of rooting for the, the Maple Leafs. In you the know, playoffs. I'm kind of. Yeah, I want to be too mad. And now now that he mentions what, what Boston gave up for that, I'm kind of kind of surprised that we didn't try to make that same deal. You know? Could we have not made that deal for Taylor Hall? Oh, well, I don't we, know if we, we want. I don't we know. Are, we are we are sellers. We are sellers. Well, I understand that. Plus, we'd had to take four million of that four million dollars mm, on. And how right, yeah, and yeah. how long did Taylor Hall have left? I mean, is well, he, he's he's only just on a one-year deal? One year deal. On one exactly. Like, yeah, what does so that? That doesn't do. Again. That doesn't do anything for us. Yeah. Like, we can we can Very still we can still look at him in the summer and still resign him when we think we're actually going to play good. Right. What to? So, so Toronto, the where these guys are kind of seeing uh, Felino fit in, their top line with Zach Hyman, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner, and then they're Hyman. thinking about maybe Felino on the left, uh, next to Tavares, and then Man. William Nylander, and it's wow. just like Jesus. And then Galchenyuk, Kerfoot, Kerfoot, and Mikheyev as their third line, or they could throw them in uh, maybe on the third line, so their second line would look like Galchenyuk, Tavares, Nylander. And their third line would be Mikheyev, Felino, and Jason Spets on the third line. 
They're going to be a fucking wagon in the in the playoffs. They're going to be they're they're solid down the middle. They're going to be solid on the left and the right side. Uh, maybe they found some consistent goaltending in Jack Campbell, like you mentioned. I'm going to have to uh, look at the odds they, for the Maybe cup. they make a run, dude. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to take the look at the odds here. Yeah, but I mean, like even before Felina, right? They've been on a hot streak. I mean, they're trending in the right direction. Austin the Matthews direction. looks like the best hockey player in the league yeah. <laughs> ever. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So they're 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 contenders. I'm, I mean, and you know, like it's we've we've talked about it before. And somebody asked Yarmo on NHL Network the other day, is like, have you talked with Felino about? Possibly coming back to sign in Columbus, and like Yarmo starts laughing. He's like, "I can't really talk about that now. It'd be pan- or tampering. tampering. But, that's that's definitely tampering. Tampering, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's certainly possible. And I think maybe Yarmo and Felino might have had that conversation before the deal. Or you know, like I absolutely think <laughs> that that like, was part of the deal. It'd be cool. It, I, you got to think Felino's going to weigh his options if he plays well. Yeah, has a nice. If he, play, if he has yeah. fifteen, I mean, not fifteen, but if he has like you know five or six goals coming up here to end the season, and then plays well in the playoffs. Maybe somebody would offer him a nice little fat contract that the Jackets didn't wouldn't really offer him. So mm-hmm. you never know. But would it be nice to see the captain come back? Absolutely, I think so, one hundred percent. Also, David Savard gets moved to Tampa Bay for a first round pick in twenty twenty one and a third round pick in twenty twenty two. So wow, <laughs> right? I mean, you wow. for president, crazy. yeah, crazy dude. Uh, Tampa must have really wanted David Savard. Yeah, um, I, I think the the stars really aligned on this trade. So. Uh, first, I you know I'll pay my respect briefly to David Savard. I I have given uh, <laughs> I have given he a, was good. He was I, good yeah. for a long I mean, time. That was, was the best Columbus backhanded comment since I've ever he got heard drafted. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. so I mean, he's had a lot of good shining moments. Don't get me wrong, but I and I, I've criticized him a lot. But we are going to miss him. I mean, he's a big physical defenseman. It's one of those Family Guy flashbacks to yeah, all the yeah. times that but Frank all, has criticized but, David Savard. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, like I said, we we, we are going to miss him for his leadership and physicality, but uh, and the way he blocks shots, yeah, I mean, yeah, and the shot blocker causes penalty minutes, but um, <laughs> but anyway, but luckily, Tampa Bay. Every time we play Tampa, David Savard looked like a fucking all star, right? Maybe that's why Tampa's high and on him because they're was like, just like, well. Fuck it, let's scout, do it. They didn't send scouts to all the other games. They were just scouting them when we played. When, that's yes. right. That so, was it. Hey, maybe, I mean, I... Or it, maybe Tampa Bay thinks that they were going to play us and they forgot that we're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> like, yeah. Jokes all the time. Something. Like, but we got a hell of a return for that guy. Absolutely. So, I mean... And we wish him the best, yeah, but we're not going to root for Tampa. We already said that. Yeah. No. So but, quit asking. So quit asking. Maybe so, he'll have a couple of block shots and they lose in the first round. Savard so makes his debut with Tampa the other night. Goes minus four with no points and was hung out to dry like, I think like twice on a two-on-one. Because I think he's playing with Hedman. <clears throat> and they're just letting, they're like, he's okay. He's with Hedman? I think so, yeah. I, I, I think. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But and I, Hedman so I is a glorified, like, massive center. I know. Like, he constantly what, just drives the puck, like, deep into the zone himself. That's what I'm saying. So, they're letting, they're, I think their strategy, at least their idea right now, initially was, all right, we just traded for David Savard. That's going to allow us to let Hedman just play up even more. Let him join the rush. Let him play in the zone even more because we got David Savard behind us. But man, I'm going to go over. The Don't fuck you go over, Jackie Moon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, I mean, they left him out to dry a couple times on a two-on-one. He got might switch their strategy up a little yeah, bit. So uh, we wish Savard the best, but uh, you know, we're not going to root for for Tampa Bay moving forward. Nope. And then Riley Nash, though we uh, we traded Riley Nash. What did we get for Riley Nash? Like a new skate sharpener or something? Like I, a, 
a new Zamboni or yesterday's newspaper. Maybe the new washing machine. Did he go to Toronto too? Where did he go? Yeah, we traded him to Toronto. It was a seventh round pick. Okay. It's like what the seventh round pick in the NHL draft is almost like. I don't know. We basically. I think it was maybe the the video guy that overturned our goal the one time that was (laughs) a goal or. I, maybe we got him. Instead. We were yeah, no, we were able to get him fired for that trade. So, we'll give you him if you fire this guy. Plus, Riley's Nash has been injured. He's not coming back like anytime He's soon. He's got but, bum knee, don't he? Yeah, yeah. But maybe he comes back and stabilizes the center of the lineup for for Toronto on the fourth or third line. They can use him. He's pretty good at faceoffs. Uh, so I think that's kind of their mindset or their thought process mm-hmm. in the trade. I so. think he's there for uh, COVID. Reserve help. Sure, I think because I, I think they're the getting I think they're getting too deep where he's probably not a not an option when everybody's healthy. And that's a very real yeah, possibility. That and that's be. smart. I mean, yeah, very you, smart. You're probably going to play the long game. Like play the long yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the I mean the NHL playoffs, right? Long and grueling. And if they're going to make a run, I mean, if you have Riley Nash on, you know on your taxi squad or whatever you want to call it. That's I mean, a good, that's, that's, that's a good spot. Good, yeah. That's a good spot to be in yeah. as much shit as we give Riley Nash all the time. I mean, he's, like he's, he's solid. Like yeah. he's, what do we always, say? what do we always say? Teams, so like, yeah, if, if he's in great, the other team's not going to score, but neither are we. Right. Exactly. So with all these guys gone, our lineup's likely going to look a lot different moving forward the rest of the season. Right. So you got to think about, these young guys coming in now, these young kids kind of trying to make a, a name for themselves. And Yarmo's even said that this is kind of their time, uh, our time to evaluate these guys. Yeah. And, and you've started evaluating some of these young guys. Um, you know, g- guys that come to mind are like exactly like we said, Cole Sherwood. Uh, Texier's been getting minutes. Texier had like 23 minutes the other day. Yeah, night, I feel like we he? haven't seen him in forever. No, yeah. Well, he's been, he's been on the taxi squad yeah. for a while. I mean, he was out of the lineup for a while. That's not going to be the case moving forward. You know, he's going to play. And, you know, you wonder if Liam Foodie's going to get some more ice time. Like, just throw these fucking kids in and let them play. Mm-hmm. That's what Yarmo's kind of telling Torts. And it's almost also at the same time to me, like, okay, like, Torts is kind of. Seems like he's just he's, over he's it. Just, oh, he's, I, to me, that's how I feel about how John Tortorella feels about the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's like, he's done with it. Post-game interviews, he, he doesn't seem like he's interested anymore he's like we're just gonna throw these guys out there and then i mean i understand the season's pretty much over but yeah it's- and so maybe that's to your point right i mean we're speculating but maybe it's just you know he's created a culture and a very good culture i mean he's basically turned this team into playoff contenders Absolutely. in every season and you know we had our chances um and this season it just doesn't look that way so maybe they're just kind of like well it's weird. playoff or bust, and we're just kind of like, well, we'll just kind of. It's bust. It's bust year, and you know it, it. It speaks true to the GM that I love personally. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I get fixated on these guys that like would make moves, like what I would do. You know, like, hey, we're done. Like, there's no reason to put these, you know, these old guys out there and take away these young guys' minutes that are the future of our team. Right. Uh, or they're not a future of anybody's team. And I need to figure that out before I get even to the off season at this point, because we have nothing really to play for, but we do have something to play for, which is next season. Next season is what we are playing for at this moment now. And it it doesn't really have a lot to do with, you know, we, we traded these other guys, but we really just need, we need those picks, but we also need to see what we got because like you alluded to, and it made me really, really sad for a moment. 
I about the expansion draft, and I was like, man, we're gonna lose another young guy because we've got right. all these guys leaving. And then I I jumped back and I was like, well, we got picks, so we can keep some of these young guys if we think that they're good. But we're essentially now we are a young team. And that's really it. So, like, when it comes to the expansion draft, we're going to have how we're going to get to keep so many players off of that list. And then, boom, it's just a bunch of 20 year olds, young guys that are unproven, yeah. and they're just going to be able to pick one. And he's, and I, I just have a feeling he's going to end up like Josh Anderson or something like that. He's just going to play really well in a could different be. team. Yeah. Very and well I, could mean, be. I, I think the best way to describe Yarmo, just kind of the more I think about it right now, is I, I think just like a, a hell of a poker player, right? I mean, you you play the hand that you're dealt, and a couple years ago, Yarmo, you know, went all in, and hell, we had a at I the mean, right time. We could have won the Stanley Cup that year. If I'm, we get, if you're we not get, telling yeah. me otherwise, you're no, not convinced me I otherwise. Said. If we get through Boston, there, I mean, he did all the if right. If Game things. Five goes differently in that series, we could have won the Cup that year. I know, absolutely, and I believe that hands down and you know this year obviously a little different scenario we're not going to win the cup this year everyone knows it we're not making the playoffs but we kind of knew the beginning of the season yeah maybe we squeak by and have another but we knew we weren't realistically winning the cup this year we weren't counting we definitely weren't counting on florida and chicago being as good as they were and we definitely overestimated you know kind of to my point some of you weren't i mean we we had some some trait (laughs) that's true had some trade bait, you know, Yarmo's loading up in the draft and he can use the picks to advantage, whether he's trading the picks or finds guys right. that he likes. And hopefully we, uh, you know, rebuild um, a lot quicker and see what to happens. Touch on, to touch on your point about the expansion draft, we can have a segment about this a little later where we go in depth about it. But That's for, a later, that's about, for a later pod right, because just honestly. Generally, generally, I think as a, compared to the Vegas expansion where – we knew we couldn't protect Josh Anderson and William Carlson, both of them. Those were the two guys that we were going to lose. Vegas was going to pick one of them, and we had to fucking figure out which one, and we made the deal that we did. We traded with Vegas so that we could keep Josh Anderson, and they took – the Jackets are not in that position this expansion draft where, we're gonna, where, we're, where we know we're going to lose one of our key fucking guys. The way that it's going to play out this time, I think, is like it's probably going to end up looking like Eric Robinson – or Kevin Stenland, or, again, maybe one of these really young guys are going to get poked mm-hmm. to, to Seattle. Not like you know, not like our top second or third-line centerman or our second-line, third-line winger. We have everything is looking pretty good for the expansion draft for the Columbus Blue Jackets this year anyway. So mm-hmm. that's good at least. Do I want to lose Eric Robinson? No. no. But – if that's the way it's got to be, he's then I, not Josh Anderson. No, absolutely no. not. And not yeah. Even, it, yeah it's, or William Carlson. Or yeah. William Bill. I miss Wild both of them. Wild Bill. So uh, we got another name we got to talk about, right? The, the, the new guy coming into the lineup tomorrow night. I had a fan question on Twitter ask me, they want the lowdown on this guy. I got a tweet from at Tony Meyer 10. Uh, what up, at Tony Meyer ten? I don't know much about Thank this you guy. Kind of sounds pod. like a jackass to I, me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Know. But Might hit him with what, a he asked me, "What's the I scoop think he on sounds like a very smart fellow because he follows the pod and apparently listens as well, and he values <laughs> Mr. Locon's points. I think so. he sounds like a jackass. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well, I don't trust this Tony right. character. Yeah. Rumor has it that I am wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with Tony. Uh, he says, "What's the scoop on Josh Dunn?" So we got Josh Dunn coming in the lineup. Uh, Tomorrow night. Closer to the mic, please. NHL debut. And 
I so I had to do some reading because I want to know about this kid too. He's been because he's been playing in Cleveland. He's been uh, playing in Cleveland for seven games now, and he's got two goals and one assist. So he's 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 scored in some in seven games. You know he's he's been playing well. Obviously the Jackets like him. They're throwing him in the fucking NHL lineup. Uh, you know tomorrow night. So let's look at Josh Dunn a little bit here. Twenty two year old kid, six four, two hundred nine pounds. Played at Clarkson University uh, for a long time. Was like the he got a bunch of awards for like defenseman forward, defense best defensive forward in the country or something. I don't know, but anyway, okay. he's he's played it. He played college hockey and undrafted guy hmm. signs with Cleveland this season. We try and we in, we sign him to an entry level deal, and now he's making his NHL NHL debut. I mean, we're throwing him in the lineup. They must be they must like the way this kid's been playing, dude. Because so big, yeah. big Clarkson University guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see. Uh, I mean, he's a six four, two hundred nine yeah, pound exactly. centerman. That's what I was going to say, right? Uh, see another, yeah. see another big body in there, right? I mean, Josh Anderson's six four. I mean, he had a little bit more weight on him than two oh nine, but this kid's twenty two years old. So I hate to go back, but real quick, did you, uh, did you see us like winning a lot more faceoffs here recently? Like, yeah, oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, we have been. Yeah, is it weird? I don't know what, been, that, what, what's, what happened. And you know who's doing it? A lot of them is. Um, Roslevic. Yeah. He's winning yeah. faceoffs. Face-offs now. Yeah. He's playing much better in the faceoff circle. And I thought as soon as Jenner went out for the season, I was yeah, like, Yeah, I was oh, like, fuck. maybe that was yeah, oh, I know. We might not win another faceoff the rest of the fucking season, right? <laughs> and then we lost Felino. We lost Felino. Yeah. And Riley Nash. And like we, Yeah, we we just don't we <laughs> you're right. if every faceoff we just don't put a guy in the circle. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Our faceoff's been a lot better recently. Well, man, it's, that's it's we like trading. Jack can win the faceoffs, man. How did we like we net positive after losing all of our face-off guys. I'd, I'd like to go back and check the stats on this. I don't know. We don't know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. It I, just seems that we are. We could very well be I'm the right amount of, full of shit. I'm, a, I'm the right amount of beers in from when I realized. I think but, I like coincided with my interdimensional person the other day when I was like, we're winning a lot more well, face-offs. Yeah, we had this and discussion was the same amount of beers I think in. you're right, though. Like, I think no, no, that's why I would like yeah. to. We are. It's something I, I mean, that you noticed, the, and then when you said, I was like, "You're fucking right." I noticed it too, but yeah. I haven't looked at the stats. But then again, you know, when we're watching, and you know, we win two faceoffs a game. If we win a couple more, we, <laughs> that's better than yeah. <laughs> we won three instead of uh, instead of two instead yeah. of, or zero. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I agree. It definitely looks a lot. They look a lot more confident in the circle. That's for sure. But Texier has been flying up the ice lately. He played like 23 minutes the other night. Foodie's getting some time, so. We'll see these new young guys coming in. I'm kind of excited, excited to see what this Josh Dunn guy does. Who knows, man? I, I really don't I know. honestly love the idea of the rest of these games this season being like developmental I'm games. I'm so excited these to watch cats. it. Like it gives me – it's so – I don't know why. May 8th, we'll be there. We'll get to see it firsthand. Absolutely. We get to yeah. see them so, play the wings. Yeah. So that'll I'm, be I'm exciting. Stoked, yeah. It's going to give us like a preview as to what we can expect or hope to see. And it's going to give us a good idea as to what might Yarmo be thinking about doing in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Who do, who do we have to get? Because honestly, it's one thing that you don't like to think about. But like, who's on the outs? Like, who, we got to think about it. And one of the options, and one of the things that we're talking about doing, which kind of goes along exactly with what where we're going next, is because in the off season, Yarmo's definitely got to think about, or at least think about moving one of these goalies. And that, one of the one of the I guys was on the outs. Surprised he didn't move one at the trade. There was line. a talk about it. There's, 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 there's there, yeah. about it. Apparently, there were reports of teams calling about Merzlikens um, to see to see what's going to happen. And I'm sure Corpy too. Like I don't know, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, real quick, going back to the expansion draft, can we keep both of our yes. goalies? Okay, okay. We can. Yep. Uh, Elvis is exempt, and we can protect Corpusalo. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll work out. We can keep both How of them. How does exemption status work? Is it like a certain amount of years in the league? You, you just, yep. Yeah, yeah something like there. that. So I, I don't know if, exactly. But I think if they're like on their rookie deal or something. We'll do a I, pod where we yeah. break down the expansion. 100%. Event. I just didn't know idea. if you knew yeah. right off the rip. No, Porcelain wrote an article about it like way at the beginning of the season. and I It think doesn't happen enough that we just know like right. the rules right away off the top of our head. Yeah. Right. I was, right. I was yeah. just. The second time it's happened, right? Yeah. I mean. Well. Well, with the rules and everything. Yeah, these yeah, rules. With these these rules. Which are yeah. really, really fucking weird. Are really fucking bullshit. Yeah, the Blue Jackets <laughs> yeah. got screwed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the, the Blue Jackets expan- The Jackets and the Minnesota expansion just fucking got. They didn't give yeah. a fuck. Right? Give, yeah. yeah, I was bottom of the barrel. Like, well, whatever uh, you guys. Bedman's, want to Bedman do. even says he's like, we're putting us, we're putting a contending team in Vegas. Like we're doing that, and we're yeah. putting a and big then team they in did. Seattle. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's doing <laughs> it again. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Right, but he might win it this year. And I did see just, uh, I think it was on Monday, but based on how the uh, like lottery draft works, similar to the NBA, if you guys are familiar with that. But so right now we are scheduled as the, if things end, if the season ended today, we are like 10th in the odds right. for the number one pick. And Seattle's, they're throwing Seattle in the lottery too. Yep. Which I think is kind of bullshit. 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 I think that's Absolutely. bullshit. Bullshit. But who knows? I don't. Why know. Why do they get Whatever. first round picks? They're they're they get like the third best odds. I think like no yeah. matter what, like how something. the season finishes, and then they get to pick. Like that. pick yeah, and, and they get to everything. pick the players and then enter the draft. Yeah, yeah. So it's bullshit. But anyway, one of our goalies may be on the outs. Who knows? Personally, I think it's Cor- I hope it's Corpusalo, just because I think Corpusalo sucks. But uh, <laughs> that's just the way that I <laughs> he feel just about. Didn't it. play well the other night. You we don't. Were, we talked about in the group chat. I mean. You're just, unbelievable. You don't think he sucks. He doesn't. You're just he doesn't. Yeah. At it. He I mean, doesn't it was, suck. Come on. Sucks. I know. I'm exaggerating. Suck no, is I, I, not. You know I'm just joking. But <laughs> yeah. We're 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 gonna beat the fuck out of Logan after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you're right. I'm just I'm exaggerating. I get frustrated with the way Corpusalo plays because I personally feel would not play like that. What? You wouldn't play like him. I'm not a fucking goalie. I don't know what I'm fucking doing. Like, I'm, but you know how you've watched enough goalies. We're, we're I mean, goalie. Right. It's if goalie I could talk be an here. NHL goalie. Yeah. I, I you, if you could build I, your, if you could build a goalie, you wouldn't build him like Corpus Alley. You wouldn't have him just going out there like, hey, I'm going to make the greatest saves ever, but I'm also going to give away like the easiest goals that should be blocked. Easily. I think that he is fundamentally out of position more than Elvis Merzlikens, and it shows in in extra time. In overtime, he can't. We cannot win a overtime or a shootout. Right. I in, mean, every time we go over, to overtime, oh, it's over. Yeah. It's over. Why? Yeah. He's, so, he's have so the let's worst talk about in overtime. So, in, so strategy wise, for a goalie, you got to think when it's going to be. You know, with three on three, you're going to have a lot of shots on goal, and they're going to be close. Like they're going to be right up in your your fucking business, and they're going to get a lot of good ones on you. You got to be a fucking wall. You can't be. Well, yeah, at, you can't you be. You have to be in position. Exactly. You, so you have to be in good fucking thing is, position, and so you have to have that that's, goal. That's ninety percent. You of can't being a goalie. be. You can't be outside that blue line. You no. can't be outside that blue box if they're in our fucking zone. Getting no, ready on, to come when it's and three. it's so crazy. He does it all the time, yeah. and it just opens up the whole. Like Tour said earlier, you can drive a Mack truck through the backside of that net, and somebody gets loose on the outside comes diving in backside and that's right there and he well, is way fucking out of position when, because when all it, he's doing is trying to stop the guy and he's outside the goalie box and he can't get back quick enough yeah when it's three on three 
the first thing you have to be is discipline. There's going to be a lot of odd man rushes. So you got to pick your spot and you got to stay at home. Otherwise, you're going to get beat every time. And, he and, does. That's, and that's what happens, right? I mean, he takes he takes a chance. And I understand sometimes you have to take a chance on that. But on he five, takes a five. chance and it's, uh, <laughs> it's well, the wrong one. I just mean, I mean, I feel like I don't feel like he gets enough criticism for the way he plays. I feel like people people get stuck in the. They see the they're, they're stuck in the highlights, highlights. yeah, because yeah. they don't they watch s- they don't watch the games. They watch the highlights. He makes know. these. I feel like, I'm not saying nobody watches the games, but I feel like people get caught up in those in those amazing saves well, I mean, that he makes. Well, yeah, then, because they, well, don't, they, don't they see it the on they see goals. it on sport they see it on Sports Center or whatever. Right. They see Patrick Kane who should just blast one in, and he gets his glove out there and flicks it away. Yeah. That's an easy goal for Patrick Kane, forget, like ninety five percent. Talk about the four goals that he gives up the other night against Chicago. Let's one trickle literally right underneath his right blocker. Oh yeah, that uh, was their terrible. first goal, the power play goal from uh, Keith up at the top. He comes over, he swings over to the left, completely out of position from where the shot yeah. is, and you Keith, know the shot's coming. You know, even if even if you don't know the shot's coming, you know Keith is a left-handed shot, and that lane is right there. Just move to that lane. Of where the puck is going to be coming from, and he overcorrected, moved too far, and Keith threw one right by him on his right side. And you know, there's other goals. The goal in overtime, it's just a low, it's a low blocker shot all the way on the other side of the net. It's don't get me wrong, that's a good shot, but it's like you can't give up. You can't give up short sided goals like that, especially like all the time, like on your right shoulder on the short side with a left handed stick. Like that's just that's just unspeakable. Unless it was just like a phenomenal goal. And like you were telling me, because I was on my way home, but you guys were you were like that was the dumbest goal ever. Locon's blood pressure is through the roof right now. I mean, like I feel like you're all agreeing with me, which is okay. But like. Do you? Does anybody feel differently? Like, do, if I don't, does anybody I don't feel like we I don't should keep think he's, I don't. Salo and trade Merzlikens? No, because like, don't no. just listen to me. Like, do you honest, Does anybody honestly think that? No, because I don't think that I don't think that those things are correctable. He 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 can get us wins. He he's proven that he's not a a horrible goalie. Yeah. He doesn't suck. Right. But I I'm do. Saying. He he is a good NHL goalie. Which yeah, he can give you wins. But I I can never get over the fact that. He was Bobrovsky's backup, and he was Bobrovsky's backup for a reason. And he just can never—I don't think he's ever going to overcome that role in the NHL. Yeah, I, I, I think personally, the way that Merzlikens plays fundamentally is just more—he's a better goalie. He's just a better. And there's something a better about goalie. The we've we've watched them both enough times to make a a good argument for. Merz Lincolns is just the better goalie. He has the best chance of being one of the best goalies in the league. Yes. Corpusalo has already actually taken that out of like out of contention this year. Yeah. Like last year, after last year, I was like, man, he still has a chance. Like he just doesn't he, he okay. flashes at times. He just flashed at times, and you're like, okay, he's still young enough that maybe he's got it. Maybe he can correct some of these things. But we go into this next year, and it seems like fundamentally he's gotten worse because honestly the team around him's gotten a lot worse right. and he hasn't yeah. elevated himself at all he's actually gotten a lot worse so how much was it like yeah, he I, was just on a really really good team the last few I just years. still don't I and I don't think the team really I mean I, I don't want to speak for the team but I, he hasn't God shown, damn it speak for the team okay well I guess because I'll what are they going to do sue you yeah, right yeah <laughs> quotation marks but um I don't trust him, and I don't think the organization trusts 
Corpusalo enough to put the team on on their on his back to win a game when the offense isn't clicking, the defense is struggling. You know, I don't want to keep shifting back to Bobrovsky, but w- everyone else could have looked like shit, and Bob kept us in games. Right. If we're not sinking on all cylinders, uh, like the defense is blocking shots, and you know we're keeping it out of our zone. I just Corpusalo, I just don't think staying out of overtime. Us- Win us games by himself. Yeah, can he keep us in games? Yeah, he has. But right. for a full season, I don't right. think so. I read a recent article that said like Portsline thinks like the Jackets. Part of their strategy in thinking about this is like he said some weird shit about how he thinks that like the Jackets are scared of the way that like Merzlikens can turn into some kind of like mega superstar. And they're nervous about that ego. And, like, he, he quoted, he said, like, they were nervous about, like, the Elv- what could happen if Elvis Merzlikens becomes, like, a, a name or something. Because, because Elvis has this, like, flash about him where he kind of, like, enjoys the, th- the, the limelight. Yeah, his name's Elvis. What of- do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. well, he beats star. Vegas last year. And I think, like, one of his first wins, and he's out there strumming his goalie stick like, a, like Elvis. You know, he's got, like, that, that, awesome. that kind of yeah. – I know. Like, we love that. Portsline's saying, like, the Jackets may not be, like, excited about that part of his personality. And to me, like, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? I think that I don't, personality I don't, should overflow see, to everybody else. I disagree in with that, that. In that aspect, I would never want to, like, talk for the team, like you were saying earlier. Like, about their play, Absolutely. About their mindsets, like, come on, let's 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 take a well, let's take a little step back here and like let's let's really realize that, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a superstar, these teams are not allowing these guys. Not even, to not even not. the team's mindset, but I, I mean, I don't get that impression at all, especially just the way Elvis conducts himself. Every interview, super humble. I think he's, you know, I, I mean, think I think he's, yeah, I mean, I think he's a star in the making. And all right, really, really, I think he's really a sad, really sad moment, man. What's up? When he gets his first win, and there's no hug. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, wow. wow. Why did you just Damn, throw that on so me? Because I thought about it, and I've, I didn't want to be the only. Oh, I didn't want to be the only one. Really sad. We'll have to think of something. You just wanted us all to be sad tonight. We'll have, they'll have to think of something new. Maybe with Lion A or something. I don't know. But uh, we got to think of something <laughs> because they're. Corpusalo and Merzlikens. Both goalies can hug each other. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that might be maybe Corpy and Merzlikens do the hug. Yeah, yeah. He comes in. Because they're both going to be uh, unrestricted. Tor- Torch runs on the ice. <laughs> okay. I do not see that happening. No, at all. No. Maybe Cam takes over in the hug. It's hard yeah. telling. Oh, God. Merz Lincolns would crush him. Yeah. He'd just fall. He falls without anybody on him. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls. <laughs> yeah. oh, Maybe Elvis just goes Don't back to embarrass. Don't embarrass Cam Columbus. Don't jump on excuses to fall down. No. Maybe Absolutely. he just goes back to strumming his stick. Because they're both going to be unrestricted free agents next season. Yeah. So you got to think that Yarmo's going to try to make a move for one of them. But... It's going to be hard to do, I think, because yet again, this upcoming offseason, the free agent goalie market's going to be fucking loaded. Loaded. So it's going to be hard to move one of these guys, and it it might be hard to get a decent return, but I think he's going to have to try to do it with one of them. And God, I just hope it's, I hope we keep Merzlikens. I think he's a better, I think he's a better goalie. If you disagree, tweet at, tweet at us your reasonings. I'm serious. I would love to have a candid conversation about this with somebody who disagrees with me because uh, I think we need to have this conversation. So 
I actually, I actually think that we have actually run the course on trading Corpus Hollow, unfortunately. Right. I just don't think we'll ever get the value like that he actually would just bring as Elvis's backup. Right. So, anyways, we got some young good goalies, by the way, too. Yeah, and we got Tarasov coming in too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, even more reason to to think about looking to move one of these guys. But as far as trades go, like we I don't think, think anybody about... wanted Corby. <laughs> that's why we didn't get rid of him. I don't think. You don't think what? I don't think anybody wanted Corby. I think that's why we didn't get rid of either of them. Could I be. honestly, that's a, could be potential. Okay. Yeah. Last thing I'm gonna say, but anyways, go on. Well, what I was were just saying? gonna say we have these. We're talking trades and you know trading goalies and and things like that. But one of the other things that comes up and we got to think about now is the Jackets have three first round picks this upcoming draft, and I want to talk about the interesting situations that could come around where we could use these draft picks in different ways besides just obviously you know right. using them in the draft. Yeah. And a couple interesting situations come to mind where teams that are are not in a situation where they're going to be able to protect the guys that they want to protect from the expansion draft. Say, I don't know, like I haven't looked at this at all, but let's just use like Colorado as an example. What if they're not able to protect, protect one of their main guys that they want to keep? And Seattle, they know Seattle's going to snag him, right? They know it. There's just no doubt about it. Well, what if Yarmo floats Colorado a first-round pick for that guy? And they're like, give us, give him to us. We'll give you a first-round pick for him so you don't lose him for nothing. That's an interesting scenario that could come about with, you know, using these trade, these, these first-round picks to as kind trade of bait, yeah. as trade bait. And, and maybe even corp, you know, uh, moving them with, with one of the, the goalies. Yeah, exactly. So, and uh, that's, I think, uh, you know, Yarmo was interviewed last game kind of talking about every situation and, you know, he kind of hinted at maybe, uh, maybe at that, and I think it's it's a great strategy. Yeah, he seems like a mad evil scientist in the in the lab, thinking about it. the trade scenarios and everything. So, but another thing I that and we've kind of come, I love it. It's talked like about me is, and Madden. It's like is me just and like uh, teams with Building the salary the cap team. not going up. You know, salary cap's not going up, and team like I keep bringing Tampa Bay up. Tampa Bay is going to have to figure out how they're going to fit Kucherov's salary under the cap. And it's going to come into play when they're losing. They might have to think about how, you know, like Tyler Johnson's contract is going to come up and how they're going to be, have yeah, to try have to pay him. They're not going to be able to pay him. No. So um, instead of losing him, to, yeah, instead of guys, yeah. losing guys like that to free agency with teams that are struggling to fit players under the cap, Columbus comes That's along. Absolutely. Hey, I got a first round pick. Braden Point. Give Braden Point. Yeah, great mm-hmm. point. Give us. <laughs> I'll give you a first round pick point for Braden point. point. That way you don't just lose him in free agency. Mm-hmm. And that way he does doesn't score on us all the time, right. especially when the game matters. <laughs> like <laughs> Truth. So if we just so the listeners are clear and myself as well, if we do that, that automatically locks, say, Braden Point in. So Seattle can't get him from us, correct? Ooh. I don't know about That's that. That's the thing. So That's like, true. That would that would <laughs> they would we would probably end up protecting him and then having to unprotect somebody unprotect else. Unprotect somebody else. Okay. You're probably right. Something like that may happen. But but I think we're in a There's good position. There's got to be some kind of rule or Is something. Is the expansion draft right. before the NHL draft? It's like at the same time, yeah. kind of. But, but, yeah, it's like during. It's like bef- right before the because draft. Because ideally like – The team gets you, up there and trade. Like picks one player from each team, and they have like a big ceremony about it. Oh, shit. it's the same night? I think so. I don't remember I can't exactly. Remember how it worked. We will that have an expansion draft 
look yeah. out for the expansion draft podcast yeah. because we will have one and Absolutely. it'll be we're gonna go ham yeah, we're gonna go ham yeah. about almost everything, everything about it yeah because it's gonna it's gonna Tune change in. we it's will gonna, have your answers because that's gonna be probably the first block of just the the re the remodel of the NHL, right? I mean, yeah. the remodel of most teams. Oh, it's not going to look the same. There's a new landscape. Probably going to Seattle's probably going to be really good. <laughs> I no, hate to will, say man. it. They will. Yeah, they're going to be the Kraken. Yeah, I kind of I don't know. Kind of excited. Go watch. Maybe catch the Jackets up in Seattle sometime. Absolutely. Kind of cool. Just follow them on like what? No. What I'm if we about, just wait I'm on all about the Pacific? Okay, okay, so listen, listen, listen. listen. Swing a I can bit. tell you I'm if in, I can I'm tell in, you. Yeah. yeah. Me and Frank will go. Yeah. As much as tour is not in, I am totally in for yeah. Pacific Northwest. I'm gonna we'll, we'll go see him in Las Vegas, and then we'll fly up to Seattle. No, 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 no. I'll go see him in Vegas. No, I'll go see him in Vegas. But I'll just catch the connecting flight back to Columbus. Maybe they go on a trip now where it's like tour doesn't like hippies. Right. Yeah, it might be like a Canada swing down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Might be on caught like the me. Vancouver caught trip the tater. Too, yeah. Caught the tater. He doesn't like people. He don't like those people up there. They I'm believe like, in like science and. I'm like Cartman with hippies. Free healthcare. <laughs> free healthcare and you know. The last thing I got. No, we're, we're getting no sales tax. We're no sales tax. You know, it's it's really crazy yeah. bad up there. Everybody loves each other. It's crazy. I'd love to go. I'll let you have that one before we go off on a tangent. There's only one last thing I kind of want to talk about tonight, and it's an interesting situation that we got to start thinking about now, and that is the Seth Jones contract coming up. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of next season. And to me, like thinking about this now, like Yarmo's even kind of said how they're trying to lock Jones up forever, right? Trying to keep Jones here as a lifeline or as a – it's, oh, a it's a debate. Hold on. It's a debate. Hold it's a debate. Just the from phone. the fact of the, the his play this year has been pretty fucking terrible, quite honestly. But I think you're right. I I think it's a good solid move, but I think it's gonna it's gonna weigh Yarmo's thinking on the amount of money that Seth Jones is worth. So Logan, this contract Logan negotiation, just wants us to fight tonight. Mr. Locon wants all of us to fight. Fight for fighting. Are we gonna do it? What are we fighting about? Oh, how much everything that you've worth? everything that you've said. <laughs> well, they got to think about how how they're going to pay this guy and what they're going to try to do. And to me, I think it's going to be the single most important contract negotiation period for this team and this team's history. Because can you imagine now, this time next year, and Seth Jones doesn't sign with the Blue Jackets? Then then what? We're fucked. Franchise tag. We're totally fucked. We don't have that in the NHL. Oh, okay. Shit. I'm just saying, we're totally, of, of all the team, out of everybody that's, that's already left the organization, and then and then you add Seth Jones to the list. Yeah, fuck him twice with the franchise tag. Yeah. <laughs> if we, I wish we had that. I would totally do oh, love man. to do that. But we can't. So you guys would not. You guys wouldn't have unrestricted free agents anymore. I mean, you're unrestricted free agents at that point. If you had a if you had a franchise tag. It's just not plausible. The NHL just does stuff so much differently. I don't even know how contracts work, so I can't even tell you. The most important contract that I ever think about is how much we're paying Cam Atkinson to just do nothing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's one, that's one debate, of the single yeah. most important contracts that's on Columbus books. Like We need to really take a step back and say, okay, we are overpaying them by how much? It's not are we overpaying them. It's 
we are like getting into millions of dollars of overpayment for what we are getting in return from that Agreed. man. Well, what are you going to do? What can you do about it? Like, you're going to ask the dude to restructure his contract? He's going to say Absolutely. no. Well, he's going to say no. What the fuck's he going to say? Yes? You can trade him. I can't believe gonna, in this capital in this capitalistic it? society we cannot fuck somebody with a renegotiation. Like that is just insane to we me. Could I try see. and ask, maybe Yarmo's asked him, but Cam's not going to fucking agree to a. But like, cut? but like, like but like, is it all that? guaranteed? Like, do, if we release him, do know. we have to pay him? Like, because yeah, I mean, like, it's a net does. positive. I mean, yeah, if you somebody cut him else. or if you release him, you have to pay him. His contract. Kind of like Buffalo pays Fist paying fifty percent of Taylor Hall's deal right now. I hope that we're able to sign Seth Jones just from the fact that we can't add another fucking big name to this list of guys that just leaves Please, the city. Yeah. What what he means and he's the, he's going to be how this contract situation goes is going to dictate I think like how well this team is perceived by the other players in the league and how well we're able to re- attract and recruit new new free agents. I just can't see anything going well for this franchise. If Seth Jones, if we're not able to sign Seth Jones, it's got to happen one way or another. So Agreed. that's my two 100%. cents on it. And that, Thank you for saying that because I thought you were going to go a separate way and say like, I oh, I think too. there's a chance that like we could just save money. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm that's saying rough. it's got to happen. But I do think it's going to Yarmo's going to kind of have this conversation with him about a, a you know, a fair his deal. most recent play his you know, it's it's recency bias. But I mean, like, it's justified, you know, like, sure. we're, hey, like, hey, what have you done for me lately type of deal? But like, even though I still understand what you mean to this team, and that's why this is what I think we're we should be at. How much are you going to pay Seth Jones? Like, are we running at Seth Jones? With I don't like even a $10 know what a dollar contract. I don't even know what an average is at this point. He'd be like, yeah, he, this is the wrong sport to ask me about wrong, average salaries. Wrong sports to ask about contracts because honestly, I don't know a whole lot because, and this is and this is realistic with like, sports. Like, our people argue he's different. worth like ten million dollars a year, like top NHL money. Well, if Cam Atkinson right. is worth ten million dollars a year, we don't pay Cam no. Atkinson. 10 what do we pay him? Eight, six. Okay, six. That's still a lot for nothing. But, yeah, I, mean, I mean, we're I getting nothing we offer, from Seth, I mean, too. Think about the contracts that Yarmer put on the table for Josh Anderson, Dubois, et cetera, Panarin. Ugh. It's right there. I mean, it's going to be there. I think so, too. I ain't got nothing else tonight, boys. That's all she wrote. I'm excited to watch the rest of the season, see how these guys Yeah, it's about a fantasy hockey playoff time for a lot of people that's hey, – uh, hey. Anybody in some fantasy leagues, shoot us some tweets. Tell Logan us. will definitely talk into the mic when he talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> send us uh, send us who you're picking up. Who who are you leaving on the waiver wire? Who who are you excited about? You know, some of the guys some I am some, personally excited about my team because I just locked up the goalie positions. I got some I got some Jack, I got some Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky with a v. I don't give a fuck. I beat you Eric, weeks ago though, so Eric only knows hockey players by their first name. Yeah, I actually, I actually, when I, when I, I did right, I beat you a couple weeks ago, didn't I? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely beatable in the regular season. Oh, okay. (laughs) Absolutely unstoppable in the playoffs. I actually, I have not been, I have not been beaten the playoffs yet. Yeah. Okay. 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 I can't talk shit because yeah. As soon as I start talking shit, my team's gonna fuck. Well, Logan, Mr. Locon, Mr. Locon only has one loss this year. Who who did that? Oh God! <laughs> That's the thing is, I know exactly what's gonna fucking happen. Me and you are gonna meet in the championship, and it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a fucking shit show. So we're gonna make I some bets, wait. and we're gonna talk a lot of shit about it. But 
That's how I feel about it. I feel like my I got a stacked team. I'm ready to make this run. But COVID's going to fuck everything up for me, and I'm going to fucking lose. And Eric's going to fucking win it, and I'm going to be pissed. Dude, I'm, I'm intentionally going to get the last like seed so I can get to play the Locon <laughs> as, as soon as possible. Right now, you're at the two, and I'm at the one. So we're going to meet in the championship if we don't meet anywhere else. Ooh. Well, I can still lose a couple more matches. I just lost last week. I'm on a bad streak. <laughs> That's true. I think uh, so there's, uh, and there's, some few guys, there's a few guys that I think should be like uh, on everybody's radar. If you haven't picked them up, guys that are having some – Sneaky good seasons right now, and some leagues they're not picked up. One of them's Rupe Hints. Yes, um, he's yeah. a, he's a fucking stud, but he's been at in and out of the lineup with like mild injuries. And, and Dallas has been postponed a lot, right, yeah. you know. So it's just he's been fucking but, shit up for Rupe Hints. But when he's on the ice, he's a fucking stud. Yeah. Same with uh, Andrew Cop up in Winnipeg. He's also available. I kind of got my eye on him. See how he's going to be kind of playing here in the next couple days, so or in the next couple weeks. Guys, get on your waiver wires. Look for these guys. You know, uh, join our DraftKings contest, which we yeah don't really what, do. Well, right whenever now. we get a chance, whenever there's a Blue Jackets showdown, we we'll you play. know we yeah. throw it out there. So hit us up on the Twitter sphere. I played a Dallas, Florida showdown last <laughs> night. <clears throat> Tour is the biggest degenerate you'll ever meet. <laughs> He'll get in European soccer. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> we go again every day. It does not matter. We doesn't play. Stop. The hustle Again, is real. I it's real. That. All the money I won on Sunday from the Masters, which we won't get into that. It's two oh. golfers away from the million. Don't forget to Good follow pod. us on Twitter. Yeah. Good pod. Great pod. Yeah. We're, we're, man in the cannon. we're always following that man in the cannon. Frank? <laughs> I got nothing. I got Don't gamble like tour. <laughs> That's all he's got to say. <laughs> just... Going to Nashville for the weekend. I'm hoping the sports books are legal in Tennessee. I'll Woo! really spend some money. All right, tour. Good deal. It was a good one, gentlemen. All right, yeah. as always. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.